Seth Hoover. Thank you for joining us for episode two of Lions, Tigers, and Children's Ministry. Oh my. Um, Today we are continuing the episode that we started last time, the interview with Josh Rogers, Janine Neiswanger, and Nathan Akers. Um, If you didn't get a chance to listen to that one, please go listen to that first because there's going to be some stuff alluding back and forth between the episodes um, because we are going to actually jump in right where we left off this last time with um, the HHBF radio program, Hard Hitting Bible Facts radio program, which is something that Josh and Nathan came up with as a way to uh, be able to tell kids Bible stories and bring in kind of an interviewer. It's a great plot, um, but Nathan, why don't you go ahead and give us some of your thoughts on uh, hard-hitting Bible facts and the radio program itself and what you guys do with it? The premise of the radio show and why it, I think it works so good is it kind of do, does two opposite things. It gives continuity, but also extreme flexibility. Yep. Because it's continuity in the fact that we always have the host, Josh, that comes back, and the lead reporter, Nathan, and some other reporters and other people that work in our radio show. Um, yeah, I've had to be the host a few times yeah. for that show. <laughs> <laughs> um and so we have that, and we have, like, segments, you know, so we have a news segment, and so we tell news from around the Holy Land and things. But because it's a radio show set back in ancient times, which is kind of unbelievable, but <laughs> when you look at it, then it allows you the flexibility of you can bounce around the timeline a lot, and you can go from interviewing Moses at the Red Sea, right. you know, talking about God delivering you. And then the next interview or the next, you know, maybe, you know, I w- maybe I was sent to the Red Sea and I interviewed Moses. Well, then the next segment, Jesus or, you know, Paul maybe walks into the studio and is being interviewed by uh, Josh about, you know, God being able to deliver him from uh, things in his life. And so... It gives that continuity in that you always know there's always going to be these certain characters that show up, um, but it also lets you have that flexibility so that you can have fresh things, new things, or you can add a whole new yeah. segment. So, right. you know, My some weeks is, we have news, some weeks we have, we'll do something <clears throat> funny like commerce, you know, talking about the lady with the never-ending oil and how that that's going to change the industry and the Holy Land and stuff. And so it, I think it's one of those unique things that gives continuity but flexibility at the same time right my thing is it um it just gives us a you know instead of telling the story of the red sea it's just a whole different twist on hey going but you're actually talking to the person he's telling you you know whatever the character and so my advice as as a um you know if you're getting started and you might say well hey how did you even think of that i don't i don't know really i don't know how (laughs) that happened Actually, one one time, the way it started was it was at Christmas, and I think we were interviewing King Herod or the innkeeper yes. yeah. or something. We just and, had this epiphany yeah, to yeah. Ha- send me as a Didn't reporter. Didn't start with Grandpa with the, and a couple grandkids coming in and listening to possibly, the radio, and it I comes know. on to this radio show? And but anyway, what somehow it started, and we just went with it and it developed. But what I would what I would do is don't try to, you know, um, find something and something you're interested in. Right. Something like that. Get that and start, you know, Develop start trying it. to develop yeah. it. And, 
you know, it doesn't have to be a radio show. It could be whatever, whatever you want it to be. It could be a detective or it could be a character. Seth does grandpa a lot, you know, something he's done and taken yeah. different places. Which that shitty. <laughs> and so my thing is don't, you don't have to necessarily be somebody else. Um, you can borrow things or you can get an idea from one thing on one thing that we have drawn from, um, that I've learned is like BTV on Odyssey. Mm -hmm. They do different segments and stuff. Right. And so when we started, I was like, you know, you know, give me an idea. We have a, we have a guy that pops up that's, that's dictionary Dan. And he, he's like a, a computer program or something. Then he'll define words for us, you know, or we yeah. have Steven actually is, is a reporter. We call him Stefanski Hoonley. <laughs> and, um, he comes in, he nice. comes in and, and just, he'll, he'll, you know, do a little news blurb or something like that. And so just something that you can develop and you can keep fresh and it can be, you know, it might start small and develop into more and more. Now we're doing some videos. Um, and so, you know, I never, never dreamed that that would, you know, on some right. team adventures, go check us out on Facebook. What, what? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, you know, it's just, to me, my it's reasons, these are my favorite memories is because it's something that's grown out of something small, you know, right. that is, that is something we're, you know, we just. And it's something enjoyed. that you're intricately involved in too. Mm. So it, it makes a huge difference just knowing that you had a part in making this memory, right. not just that it happened, but mm -hmm. that you had a part in making it. Uh, Janine memories. It's kind of hard because I mean, there's, there's a lot, yeah, but yeah. Um, I've enjoyed, as Josh mentioned earlier, not every children's church ends with the Holy spirit just taking over and everybody, you know, right. Praying for hours, but there have been moments and really those are amazing memories to see kids experiencing what God designed for them to experience his presence in the service. So those are some of my favorite memories. And then, you know, the funny memories, that's something that's really <laughs> precious about children's ministry is yep. the unexpected crazy things that happen. You never would have said that 10 years ago. Probably not. <laughs> you wouldn't have said that five years ago. But possibly, <laughs> yeah, uh, you with Nathan was kind of me with Janine. Mm -hmm. uh, we would have something to say, all right, this is what I want. And she would hand me the script. OK, I can memorize things, but it <laughs> felt so unnatural. So I would come out and I would start to I would figure out the basic point of it, which I, I don't know if she lets anybody else do this or not. But I would figure <laughs> out the basic point of what she was trying to get across. And I would come out and I would at one point just kind of. Uh, say something totally off the wall and she would go mm. uh, 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 and just kind of look around and and the kids loved it they would die laughing and after a while it got to a point I think where they she, thought was, it was she would walk up and she'd, that way. she'd say yeah. <laughs> she'd walk up she'd be like seth uh we need we're doing a lesson on faith um <laughs> get something <laughs> you know because it, it always turned out that way uh now i don't know that everybody can do that or everybody does do that and it's not it's not a requirement or should do that, should do that. <laughs> absolutely this is true um <laughs> it's, it's not a requirement but if it's if it's a part of your personality to where you are able to grab somebody's attention mm -hmm. with that kind of thing it's it's a bonus mm -hmm. you know you can do that kind of stuff and be able to uh to speak out to children mm -hmm. and grab their attention with that kind of thing and then 
totally turn it around. And before they realize it, you've smacked faith right in their lap. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. sitting there. And now the teacher has an opportunity to be like, can you believe that guy? Which is what Janine says most of the time when I walk out. Can you believe that guy? Uh, I can't believe he, he didn't hear a word I said, or he has it all wrong or something like that. And I mean, the kids love it. And then you just get them involved. You pull them in and stuff like that. And we have probably a ton of those kinds of ministries or those memories mm-hmm. because almost every time I'm up here, I'm doing something where she ends up being like, I cannot believe that he just did that. Like, uh, and um, I think Nathan had something that he wanted to add into that. I think you kind of inadvertently brought up a point of surrounding yourself and working with multiple people that have different skills yeah. mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, abilities and things that, yeah. you know, that because it just makes the lesson so much powerful right you know and even if if you're in the situation where you're the only person you know you can still try to get in contact with other children's workers you know and bounce ideas back and forth and things like that and they can talk to you and you can talk to them and different things and it's just it's a powerful thing like that where when you surround yourself with different people you know on our team we have different people that can do different things and are and all these things and so it's just really powerful and you might be, um, you know, you might be, again, we're trying to think of different places where you might not have 10 people. You might have two, though, but yeah. you might not feel like those two, they don't do what you say or they don't, you know, you're trying to get them to tell a story the way you want them to tell a story. Right. And they're doing it their own way. But it, I think it's just a value in ministry of learning to work with others and yeah. learning to help develop. Learning you know, strengths. Just because, yeah, and just because they build don't up do weaknesses. it that way. Yeah. Just because they don't do it the way you want it to doesn't mean that they're not effective or God doesn't want to want to um, use them. And one thing I, I, I see a lot of times in ministers sometimes is that they're quick to, um, instead of developing people, it's easy to say, well, I'll just do it. I'll just do yeah. it myself because yeah. it's easier. You know, I'll tell the story. I'm the one that, that knows what I want it to do. Right. So instead of developing, but one thing, I mean, I, I've worked with some people. I've been a leader of this team for, you know, a while. And there's, there's some times, there's some times we had some young guys on our team and I'd be trying to, I'd be trying to, to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Let's practice this. Let's get it across. And they're goofing off. And I mean, I've walked, I've walked out of practices of, you know, different things, but it's so cool. experiences like that. Have you? It's so cool to now years later, see these people and they're Mm -hmm. very effective children's ministers. Yeah. Now they're leading children's church, some, you know, different things. Um, I'm able to say if I'm gone, hey, can you take care of this week? Can you be the leader yeah, and everything? That's so awesome. I think it is cool. So don't just because you might have it might be you and your husband over children's church at a church and you might have one helper. Don't if that helper, they might be shy. They might not do things the way you want it to try to develop them, try to help them. And who knows, they might become, you know, something great because of you helping them. But right. it may take years, you know, so. Right. Janine. Um, I was, well, I was thinking, you know, when you were talking about how we've worked together and how we've learned how to play to each other's strengths and develop each other's weaknesses, Right. something that was super important, I think this goes along with what Josh was saying, was um, I could work with you even, yeah, we have had those moments where it's like, okay, I don't know where you're going, <laughs> we're getting there a different way, but I did trust you that 
we will get where we're going. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we are. That makes a big difference. It does. And because I haven't always been able to work with everybody like that. Right. Because I didn't have that certainty. But as Josh was saying, you can develop that. For us, that was understood. Mm-hmm. But it's not like that with every person. And I found, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of going to that person and saying, you know, hey, this is the burden God's given me. Can you help me carry that burden? How yeah. can you help me carry that burden? And when right. they start realizing, oh, this leader isn't just yeah. trying to make me do everything the way she wants me to do it. Yeah. But when they when the kids walk out that door, she's wanting them to have something, you know, this specific yeah, thing in their yeah. heart. Right. And then I've, st- I've seen that in workers as they've developed just the wheels start start to turn in their mind like wait and then they'll come and tell me an idea that i never had Mm, right and it's incredible yeah and so i think that's that's been a favorite memory of mine Mm -hmm. to these young people that god's allowed me to work with for them to start seeing we're not babysitters we're not entertainers we're up here to save lives right to do Mm -hmm. it in the best way possible that's awesome you know i had one of my favorite memories, and this is super recent, but just we just finished out our three-week series, and um, a young lady who, to my knowledge, does not have a Christian background other than the uh, she's been coming to our church for a bit, but um, I, I like to do a lot of review just to make sure that they're getting it, you know, so I ask her, you know, what are some reasons that the Bible is believable? You know, why yeah. would you choose to believe the Bible? And I like to, I like to just kind of push the kids, you know, until they give me an answer. And what, one of the things she said, she said, well, because it agrees with history and science. And, hmm. um, you know, it was exciting to me because kids aren't hearing that everywhere. Yeah. So just those little moments like yeah. that, where you start to see right. the big picture. And that picture. goes back into your apologetics background and everything like that. So, I mean. It's unstoppable. It, it, it is unstoppable. <laughs> And really, that is awesome. When you start to see the fruit from a seed that you have planted, then it changes your entire perspective about the work that you've done. Hmm. Um, I think that's some of my favorite memories. And maybe at some point in this podcast down the road, I'll share some of those. Uh, I'm not going to go into it today. Um, but I do want to ask you guys, what were some of the biggest difficulties you faced in this field? Um, I have a quick answer just because it kind of goes along with what you just said. One of the, one of the most difficult things I think in children's ministry is not seeing yeah. the seed that you have uh, planted flourish. And, um, that's something I had to, you know, there's times that you get, you get discouraged. You say, man, I'm, I'm working hard oh, yeah. at this. You know, I'm doing all this other things during the week. I have a job. I have this, I have other responsibilities and I'm still trying to come up with something and work hard at it and it be, you know, when you don't want something to be mediocre, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes brain power, you know, like to, to come up with these things and then for it not to go good, you know, the kids to be rowdy that day, your workers maybe aren't on board exactly, you know, and it's sometimes you feel like, Hey, I'm pulling this train and it, you know, nothing I'm saying is making sense. I remember one time brother miles had come up here, brother miles is the assistant pastor, but he's children's church falls under his purview here. And so sometimes he'll come up, and it always seems like when he comes up, it's, uh, always, it's always bad. Yep, it's and, always at the worst times. And so I remember it was the, at the end, and I, somehow I was wanting a song to be sung, but the person I wanted to sing it wasn't in here, so I'd ask somebody else, and it didn't go good, and the altar part of it. You know, that's the most important part. I love mm-hmm. if you've – well, 
probably nobody listening to this podcast has been in my children's church. <laughs> but if you're in my children's church, we I usually pray at the beginning, God help us to have fun and also let your will be done for this service or, you know, your presence be here or whatever. So right. I like I like I like to laugh and have fun and have a good time. But also at the end I want there to be a punch, a, a lesson learned. Yeah. And so when that doesn't happen, it's just really, really discouraging. Um, but so one thing I feel like I had to learn in children's ministry and just, you know, and it's a life lesson too, but, but specifically for this is that you, you might not see it, but that does not mean God is not working. God is not helping. God is not preparing. Um, God is not, you know, working in these children's lives. I don't know everything they're going through, but I know, I know everything can't be perfect in their right. lives. And, um, you know, how many times something I think about a lot of times, how many times has something happened in church or, you know, uh, the pastor said something in a sermon or somebody leading the service said something, a song that really blessed you, really helped you in the moment. And you yeah. never went and told that person, hmm. you know, how many times has brother Taylor preached and, and hmm. it was right to me. Right. And I went and prayed, but I never went and told him, you know? Yeah. And so, and the, I mean, countless times, yeah. you know, a song, yeah, a, a testimony has so encouraged me, been right what I needed. And I don't always tell those people. And so I think about that too, is that God really, when we, th we start talking about results that it's, it's kind of an arrogance on our part, or, you know, when I'm saying when you have to have results yeah. to do what really God has not asked you to, to have results, he's asked you to do what he's asked you to do. Right. And so for me, it's getting up on Sunday, whether I see it or not and, and doing giving what God has given me and then leaving those results to him. And so that's, that's been some of the most discouraging moments in, in children's ministry, but it's, you know, a lesson that you have to, I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Janine. Sorry. Can you, some of the, the what are, again? what are some of the hardest or what are some of the biggest difficulties that you faced in children's ministry? I think the biggest ones that I faced and of course like as Josh was saying I mean ditto to everything Josh said I you know when you're like where's the value as far not in the value of the soul that you're ministering to but right. I can't see what's happening and does anybody see what I'm, I mean do they know that I just died up here <laughs> you know? but you know and you come down and you're just like I gave it all and I'm not sure did they learn anything mm, I mean because yeah. they don't always say oh the Bible agrees with history and science some you know I'll also admit to the fact that I went home that day and asked my niece if she understood and she's like not really I'm like yeah. oh <laughs> that was the other that was the rest of the story there you go <laughs> but and I'll be honest I'm like really I did a I did a really good review you know I mean yeah. I had all these great things and it, I made I made this abstract thing tangible and you know and I talked to her some more and she's like oh yeah yeah this and that so yeah but there are those moments where either in the life of the kid you're not seeing the fruit of your labor or you don't feel like the fruit of your labor is visible to others as well mm -hmm. and of course that's not what it's about but that can affect you yeah but i will say the hardest thing that i have faced and still do if i don't keep it before the lord <laughs> is just um sometimes allowing my own struggles to come into play mm -hmm. in the moment when mm -hmm. i'm trying to minister mm -hmm. things that could distract me or taking something personally, you know, the kid doesn't, the kid thinks you're dumb and that's annoying because you're like, man, I just, I did, I was dumb, but I put all of myself into it, you yeah. know? So right. therefore it should be awesome. Right. 
But then, you know, yes. I've had that situation and it's usually kind of the older the kids and you're like, well, if you think it's dumb, why are you here? You know, you just <laughs> sometimes have those moments. But as as you guys were saying, you don't know the rest of the story. You don't know right. that that young person is going through massive transition in their family. Yeah. And they don't think you're dumb. They are overwhelmed. Trying yeah. to and it just, they don't know how to express it on their face, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that shouldn't be a problem between me and that child. Right. But when I'm being too sensitive because I'm taking things personally when I yeah, shouldn't, yeah. and that's a that's a me and the Lord issue, that's honestly and or with my workers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can be just as big as anything else, you yeah, know. That Maybe happens they thought sometimes. my lesson was dumb and right, right. I spent all week, you know, I spent yeah. months praying about it. Yeah. But that's where, you know, it's between you and the Lord. Right. And Part when you've got life. all that situated, which is a daily pursuit, it makes all the difference. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, it's really discouraging when um and this has happened <laughs> where like a grandma you know, like Sister Stoner or something, she'll come up to you on Monday and be like, yeah, you talked about faith or you talked about, you know, whatever, um, jealousy or whatever. And she's like, yeah, she said, y'all talked about butterflies yesterday. You didn't have a butterfly in your lesson at all. And you're like, you know, yeah, that type of stuff. Or, you know, like we have, we do a run in every, every time we have this like little intro and we come in and they're supposed to cheer, but some of the the older boys think it's funny to boo, you know, and yeah. say, oh, you know, they're just, they're just, you know, they should be cheering, you know? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's Josh Rogers. Right, it's after Josh all. Rogers. But, you know, <laughs> but I have to realize, Hey, these are kids that are, you know, maybe they're just needing attention at home and they're trying to get it, get, get it here. You know, all these, all these things, but it's, it is funny how as a grown, you can be a grown person and get offended at what a eight-year-old is doing in children's church, but it, hey, it does it does happen. It's so real life. It is a difficulty. So yeah, one a difficulty. Another thing I was thinking is burnt. You know, being burnt out. Right. Um, doing something over and over and over, and I think that's one reason why Brother Miles set this up um, the way he does it, so yeah. you can have a have a break and then come back fresh and things like that. But you might be at a place in your in your church where you don't have that luxury, and um, that's I remember we had a meeting. And, um, it was, we had a meeting, children's church meeting type thing and different ones. And brother miles was given some instruction and he was asking, basically asking me to do, um, better in some areas, um, personally and things like just for, in the way of leadership. And I was younger and man, I was just so discouraged. And I went, I went and I remember right after I went in the overflow, we were walking over from the fellowship hall and I just went to the overflow and I got down on my knees and like, God, I cannot I don't really want to do this anymore. I don't know if I can do it anymore, you know, like just discourage, you know? And so that, that happens. And it's, you know, it's going to be like learning how to, to do a lesson, you know, write out a skit, you know, um, teach a Bible verse, you know, I've had to lead songs. I'm not, I don't enjoy singing really in front of people. I've had to do it, you know, like different things like that, learning how to do it, learning how to put your pride out of the way, learning to not be embarrassed as much learning one huge thing. If you're listening to this is you, if you're going to do children's work, you have to get out of yourself. You have to, if you're to me, if you feel comfortable doing a skit or doing something, you're probably not doing it loud enough, big enough, you know, like you have to get uncomfortable, but those are all things that are not easy to do. And so that's just the biggest difficulty, I guess, is just, is learning to keep at it and learning to get better 
when you're discouraged, when you feel like it's not effective, you know, still learning, saying, okay, I'm going to come back. I'm going to figure out another way to tell this story. I'm going to, you know, so that type of thing is some of the biggest difficulties, but also I feel like it's the opportunity to better yourself better. And it's, I feel like the lessons I've learned here has helped me to be a better in other areas too, you know, public speaking, you know, things like that of communicating if you can communicate in children's church, you should be able to communicate behind a pulpit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a, you know, testifying, teaching, teaching to adults, older people, you should be able to do those things. If you can effectively communicate the gospel to an eight year old, you should be able to do it. Um, and it'll help you to do it behind a pulpit or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. I, I have found that many times in our greatest challenges come mm-hmm. also our greatest opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity not only for improvement, but it's a, a way that you can find to rise above. And there's very few times where somebody rises above where it doesn't affect somebody around them. Hmm. So one last question before we uh, finish up here. Um, as I said at the beginning of this, or hope I did, um, this is to all those people that are either thinking about children's ministry going into it or are in it and don't know where to go from where they're at or are experiencing burnout. I mean, cause that is a very, mm-hmm. very real thing, especially in children's ministry. Um, Janine, we'll start with you. If there was one thing you could tell someone who is struggling with children's ministry right now, what would it be? You need to get along with God. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's my, I'm speaking from my experience in that. If you teach something that you're not really experiencing and that you don't really believe, then you're not teaching. Right. You're not really communicating. And if you're experiencing those things, it doesn't mean that you don't believe it, but it means that you need to get reconnected and let God, um, uh, you know, renew you. Yeah. I believe it was Oswald Chambers in uh, My Utmost for His Highest, I think it was, where he talked about you will exhaust yourself. You will be spent. That's part of God's design. But also part of his design is that restoration. And I think that's key. And know that that's what God has for you. Know that I'm not, a, I'm not called to be a children's minister, I guess. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. But at the same time, I am called to reach every lost soul that God puts on my path. And right now, that is children's ministry. And I'm, right. you know, I'm thankful mm-hmm. for that. But I have experienced those times of burnout. And it's just been a matter of I have to re- get myself refocused. And then realizing, like Josh also said earlier, there's parts of this ministry that God wants us to do, and there's parts that are none of our business, and it's God's business. Right. My business is to make sure when I get in here, I'm speaking the word of God. It has to be the word of God. Yep. And I need to make sure I believe it with all of my heart, and I teach it as I believe it with all of my heart. And if I've done that, that's what God's called me to do right here, you know, and to yeah. facilitate the discipleship of that. But that's the, I think that's it, you know, and that's yeah. helped me. At the end of the day, you know, hey, wow, it was a flop of a day, but I, you know, they heard God's word and I, I taught them what I believe with all my heart. So, you know, that's yeah. the best I can. Hey, I mean, really, that's, that's my experience. That's so. definitely something that people need to hear because 
I've been there. And what you need is an experience with God. And sometimes the only way to get that is to get alone with him. I mean, Joshua was facing a wall. You can't tell me that he wasn't going through burnout. He'd been listening to the kid, to the children of Israel complain and, and talk. Yeah. The kids, the children, (laughs) he was, he was a children's minister, the children of Israel. (laughs) See what I did there. And, uh, He's he's been listening to them, and now they come to Jericho, this huge walled city, and they're everybody's saying, there's no way we can get through Joshua. There's no way. And Joshua does what he saw the original children's minister do, mm-hmm. and he goes and finds a place alone with God. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of the darkness and just outside of his problem, God finds him there. And says, this is what you're going to do. And when Joshua followed what God told him in the darkness and in the shadows, and and when he was away from everybody else, when he followed that to the letter, God wrought a great victory. And God still does it that way when we get alone with him. Josh, what's something that you would say? Um, You know, obviously what y'all just said is the most important thing, um, but... I was, I was just trying to think of something di- a little different is, you know, what do I, what do I do? Some days it's awesome. You know, some days I leave and I feel like, man, that was hilarious. I felt the Lord. We told the story good, you know, it was great. And the other days I, 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 I end and it's like, man, I wish I wish that was better. You know, it was not, not great today, you know, but I think one thing with it is trying to stay even keel, you know, mm-hmm. like try not to get too, too high, too low on yourself. Um, and, you know, cause I'm thinking of it, it may be a person in, in a situation like this, a, a member of a team that's working hard, you know, in a bigger church, it may be a, a smaller church where you it's you and just a couple kids, you know? Um, but I would just, one thing is, I think is necessary is reevaluate, you know, um, when you get discouraged, feel like it's not working or even before, before you're getting into it, just, just evaluate and be like, okay, these are the things I want to, want to focus on, you know, um, let's not, you know, let's, let's come back to the point of what I'm doing this. I'm doing this because this is a need in my church, right? I'm doing this because, um, you know, I want, I want to serve the Lord in this way. I think it's funny that both of us feel like, um, we're not really called to do this, you know, right. because a lot of people would say, well, I'm, I'm not called to do that. I'm not called to, you know, people yeah. don't go on mission trips cause they're not called to be a mission, you know, but I'm called to, I'm called to go through any door God wants me to. Right. And, um, I think the people of the young people, the children of this church are extremely valuable. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something reevaluate and say, man, these kids are valuable. Um, that this ministry is needed in my church. My pastor can't do it because he's, you know, my pastor's wife can't, maybe can't do it. They've asked me to do it. I'm going to take care of it. If mm-hmm. I, if it's good, if it's like, I like it all the time, that's great. But if it's not, I'm still going to do it because it's right. my responsibility. You know, that's something I, I take it and say, Hey, this is my thing. And I'm, I'm, it's going to go the way I, I go. And so I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to fail, but I'm going to get back up next week. I'm going to go back figure out a skit. I'm going to, you know, do something, get with Nathan, you know, and, um, another thing when you're reevaluating, you know, cause sometimes I'm busy. I know Janine is busy and sometimes I don't have time to, um, you know, come up with something just brand new or whatever. And so a lot of times I try to, I try to do things that are similar to in the past, but with a little twist on it or something, tell a story. You know, a lot of times Nathan's learning a theme or he's learning this or he's, 
learning that or whatever. And so reevaluate, remember why you're doing it, who you're doing it for. And um, something I think about a lot of times when I'm ministering, Brother Doug Presley tells a story about how he was, uh, he was away from the Lord. He was in a rock band, and there was a, a young man ministering outside and witnessing. And he said he saw him from a, across the way, and he said he, he knew who he, what kind of person he was, and he had a T-shirt on or something. And he said he came up and just tried to say hello to him or something. It was really rude. Brother Doug was really rude to him, turned him away. And he said, but he said for like two days, the Lord just convicted him mm. from just, just that, that young man being there. Mm. Yeah. And, wow. um, so to me, good. those experiences, you know, things like that is what brought brother Doug to the Lord. And now mm. he's a great right. missionary. Mm-hmm. That young man never knew probably, you know, still to this day, probably I'm sure yeah. he was discouraged by that Yeah. thought, thought, you know, and that's the same way here in ch- children's ministry. You can be discouraged or think it's not, but again, you just have to just to keep plugging away because you don't know what's what's going to happen and you you are valuable it is valuable if it you're, is valuable if you're thinking about jumping into it if you're you know your church doesn't have a children's church and that's a need and you're kind of worried about it jump into it you know get a story yeah. get it get a story go up there and read read a you know read a story to them i mean just get started yeah and the lord will help you yeah that's Amen. awesome that's that's definitely encouraging to hear those stories and to remember that every great preacher was once a child mm-hmm and many, even if they didn't get saved until they were in their teenage years, say, I remember when I was a kid and somebody picked me up and took me to children's church. Mm-hmm. It it changes lives. So real quick, I do want to recap just some of the stuff we've gone over. Uh, in the beginning, I asked about your opinion of children's ministry. Sister Janine, you said it's biblical. Uh, Brother Josh, you had to go all alliterated on us and say, it's ministry, it doesn't have to be mediocre, and it's not a lesser ministry. (laughs) Um, As far as getting materials, you're only limited by your own imagination. Uh, You can go on YouTube, find some good resources. Um, And Brother Nathan, you said, always be looking for props, ideas everywhere that you go. I think we all kind of agreed with that. Uh, Sister Janine, your your big thing that I got out of that was what's in your hand? What do you have right there with you? Um, as far as the great memories, um, Brother Josh, you talked about the radio show that you guys are doing, but brought out a great idea of continuity and flexibility. Being able to do something for a, an extended period of time that really doesn't require a whole lot of extra effort because you don't have to change very many things, mm-hmm. but being able to do that and uh, bring it out in a whole new way. Sister, um, uh, let's see. No, after that, Brother Nathan brought in, uh, bring in pe- bringing in people with different personalities. He kind of spun off of what I had said. And having that strength of different people, mm-hmm. being able to bring them all in and use their strengths and s- strengthen their weaknesses. Um, as far as to anybody out there struggling right now, I think that these are great things that we've heard. Sister Janine, get alone with God. Find a place where you can get with God. Brother Josh, if you're in that place right now, or if you have just come started coming into this place, reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Look at where you're at. Look at what you're doing. If there's something you can do better, then do it. If there's nothing you can do better, then do what God has told you to do. And trust that he's going to bring the increase because that's what he's told us to do. Yeah. 
So I'm get along with God. Myself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so uh, we do want to thank everybody that is listening. Um, hopefully on this first podcast episode, <laughs> if this was an encouragement to you, then please share it with somebody that you think it would be an encouragement with. Uh, this is a ministry, um, lions, tigers, and children's ministry. Oh my, we do want to thank each and every one of you and, uh, hope that it has been a help, um, wherever you are, wherever you are listening to this, please do go give a review because whoever you suggest this to is going to look at your review and probably judge what they listen to off of what you have said. So uh, take the time, drop a like on Facebook or uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, go in, leave a review, and we will look forward to hearing or look forward to talking to you again the next time. Thank you.